How is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, the show where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Today, in episode number 230, we are back with our final mock draft on the offseason, Bear Down Mock Draft 4.0. We are a mere 24 hours away from the start of the 2021 NFL Draft, and we are here today to bring you guys our last mock draft. I would like to say before I introduce myself and my co-host, if you are new to the channel and want Bears content every day of the week, we are back. Uh, gas, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, foot to the pedal, yeah, full gas, I don't know. Uh, we're coming hard with videos. Uh, I don't know what I was trying to say there, but uh, if you want Bears content every day, do us a favor. Drop a like and subscribe, and if you're listening on any of the podcasting platforms, do us a favor and follow. We will be live streaming on YouTube tomorrow the entirety of the first round of the 2021 NFL Draft, 6.30 p.m. Central Time, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to be going live, the three of us, uh, so be sure to join us for a Q&A giveaway. Some special guests will be joining us uh, to help us cover this draft, so it should be a good time, so be sure to join us. But today we've got Mock Draft 4.0, our final Mock Draft, uh, definitely an important one. I am your host, Chris Malpe. Today, to break this final one down, and this offseason has flown, I can't believe we are already here. I am joined with both of my co-hosts, Parsh Shaw and Jail McClinton. Guys, we are 24 hours away from this draft, but we've got one more mock to go through. Uh, how are you guys doing, and, and how anxious are you guys feeling about tomorrow? I'm anxious. I'm scared to see what Ryan Pace is going to do in this draft. You know, there's a lot of ways the Bears can go. Uh, you know, they can go and trade up for a quarterback. They can stay put and maybe hope a quarterback falls or just take a tackle or maybe a corner, um, you know. But the Bears can go any direction. And Ryan Pate is someone who makes last-minute decisions, you know, or will make those moves if he feels like he needs to be um, at that moment. And um, I don't know what we're going to do. Um, you know, I've got a mock for us um, that, I, that I think is pretty likely of what can happen tomorrow. Jalen, how are you feeling about tomorrow, my man? Uh, definitely nervous. Um, like now, now with the draft, like with since I like, I be I be on Twitter a lot, I'm like kind of nervous that people are gonna, like to spoil the pick for us, especially since we're live streaming. So, hopefully, none of that happens. But definitely a lot of you know anxiety. Um, see what Pace does. Uh, especially since we since we haven't had a first round pick in you know three years. So, uh, definitely excited to see that happen. And uh, yeah, that's about it. All right. Well. Let's hop right into this. Uh, we've definitely got a lot to go through today. Uh, there are three very good drafts here, I would say, all uh, in their own perspectives. Uh, some of us traded down. Some of us traded up. Some of us stayed put. So let's hop right into it, and let's start in the first round. I'm going to start with my pick, and no surprise to anyone, I'm going to do what I want Ryan Pace to do tomorrow, which is trade up. Uh, I made a trade with the Carolina Panthers. I dealt them a first and second round pick this year, as well as a second and fourth round pick in 2022 uh, to acquire the eighth overall pick in this year's draft, where I selected Trey Lance, quarterback out of North Dakota State. Uh, this is definitely an interesting one. I would probably, in this situation, normally prefer someone like a Justin Fields, but uh, Trey Lance is not a bad second option whatsoever. This is probably assuming that Mac Jones went three uh, to the San Francisco 49ers, but you know what? Lance, the athleticism is there. I do believe the throwing mechanics are there, and I believe he needs a little bit more fine-tuning, but he only played one game in 2020, 149 passing yards, two touchdowns, and an interception, but he exploded onto the scene in 2019, his sophomore season. 
with the North Dakota State uh, Bison. Uh, 2,786 passing yards, 28 touchdowns, zero turnovers the entire year uh, in a 180.6 passer rating. Look, uh, I think this is someone that could come in, uh, could sit behind Andy Dalton for a while if need be, or possibly be the immediate starter and hopefully solve Chicago's problems. If the Bears are trading up for a quarterback, the guys who I would like to slip down to them are Trey Lance as well as Justin Fields. I think it's likely that one of those guys do. There's going to be a couple teams that are going to want to pull the trigger to move up. We don't know what Detroit's going to do. Denver got Teddy Bridgewater today, so it seems like they're set uh, as well as the Panthers. So trading up to eight or nine seems pretty likely if someone dips down. Uh, Detroit at seven is an interesting one because they could still do uh, a lot of different things with that pick. But if someone falls to eight, uh, I do think the Bears are going to be a, one of those teams looking to move up along with the Washington football team as well as the New England Patriots. Uh, and they could even move up higher. We could see them move to six, uh, trade with the Miami Dolphins. We could see them move to four still uh, and trade with the Atlanta Falcons. So there's a lot of which ways this could go, but if the Bears do trade up and one of these guys falls, I would be totally cool with it being Trey Lance, preferably Justin Fields, but I think Trey Lance is a great pick here uh, at eight, even though I did lose my second-round pick in this year's draft. So I'm going to pass it down to Parth now. He stayed where he was uh, in this first round, ended up going with a strong wide receiver in the first round. So Parth, take it away. Yeah, um, you know, I think all, all the other mock drafts I've been in so far, I, I've traded up, so I decided to, you know, make a twist and not trade up this time around, um, you know. <laughs> I don't know if the Bears are going to trade up tomorrow. Um, I feel like it's getting less and less likely, and I wanted to make a more realistic. I almost feel like it's getting more and more likely. Really? I mean, I, I, I guess I was just trying to make more of a realistic mock and like the most realistic. That makes sense. That makes the sense. most realistic option is just sticking at 20, I guess, and sticking the best pair available. And I thought that was Rashad Bateman uh, from Minnesota. Uh, he had 472 yards last year, two touchdowns. Remember, the Big Ten didn't play as many games. Um, I believe eight games last year. Yeah, so, you know, and he only played in five of them, so he, he didn't play much. Uh, he had 13 yards per catch last year in 2020, and 2019 was his big year, obviously. Uh, in 13 games, he had 1,219 yards, 11 touchdowns, uh, an average catch of 20 yards per reception. So he's got the, he's got it, what, it, what it all takes. Um, he, his biggest weakness is speed, but I feel like with Darnell Mooney, that makes up for it, um, but he's got – the best release package out of all the guys I think in the draft. Um, he's got one of the best footwork. Uh, he's got the hands, one of the best hands. Um, he's got what it takes to become a good NFL wide receiver, like Allen Robinson is. Um, you know, just the guy who sticks around for a long time and can, can put up numbers. And if Allen Robinson leave next leaves next year, I think Bateman could take over and put up some big numbers going forward. Yeah, uh, Rashad Bateman's definitely an interesting one. Personally, I'm not too much of a fan of taking a wide receiver this early only because we know Allen Robinson will be here in 2021. Uh, someone that I do think won't be here in 2021 by some point could get traded in the next 72 hours is Anthony Miller. So as we go down the board, I know Jalen and myself around the uh, fourth round take a wide receiver. Uh, someone that could possibly fill in there at wide receiver three and be a good compliment to uh, obviously Mooney as well as Robinson, but solid pick nonetheless, Parth. Now, before we get into Jalen's pick, I would like to say it's probably quite unrealistic that this player falls here, uh, but a reminder that these are all computer simulated uh, drafts and you never know what could happen. There were a lot of surprises last year. So Jalen, uh, take us through your first round pick here, Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama. Uh, so yeah, I took Mac Jones out of Alabama. You know, I stayed put because of, all the draft board fail. Uh, in my mind, draft, you know, Justin Fields went, went number three. 
in my personal opinion, he probably should go number three in real life, but he's probably not. So, uh, and then, you know, uh, Trey Lance didn't go till 15 to, to the Pats. So, uh, you know, Mac Jones was able to fall to us at 20. Like Chris said, probably unrealistic at this point. Uh, if you would ask us like this two months ago, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he was actually there, but uh, he has gained a lot of hype. Um, and, and, you know, it's fair. Uh, I obviously won a national championship, you know, uh, they're one of the best teams uh, at their quarterback position. So, um, my thing with my thing with Mac Jones, he's probably not my first option. My, my first option is definitely Justin Fields. Uh, for realistic options, that's not named Trevor Lawrence or, or, or uh, Zach Wilson. Um, you know, J- Mac Jones was surrounded by an amazing offense. He, you know, this season he played with uh, the the Heisman winner in Devontae Smith. He played with you know Jalen Waddle. Uh, you know, had an amazing offensive line and, you know, was able to play with a, with a lot of top, you know, um, offensive prospects. Now, coming to Chicago, uh, he's probably going to sit behind Andy Dalton for a couple weeks. Um, might, might start, you know, towards the end of the season, but he's not coming to that type of offense. Obviously, he has Allen Robinson, who's a top 10 wide receiver. Uh, Darnell Mooney, who, who's a rising who's a rising star. He's going to play with Cole Komet. Uh, obviously, a top 10 running back, in my opinion, and David Montgomery. But, um, and, and you know, this is coming into the NFL. You're still uh, – a lot that he needs to adjust to, but you know, if, if he's able to follow us and we don't have to trade any draft picks and still get, uh, you know, a, a very solid quarterback that that's not very athletic but is very accurate, and that will, that's you know the only thing we was really missing out of uh, Mitchell Trubisky was you know accuracy and uh, consistency. So uh, definitely a great pick in, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, I got to be honest with you guys. It it seems like I just have a very hard inkling that the Bears are going to go quarterback in first round. Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy know if they screwed up this year, their time in Chicago was probably over. I don't think they can sit there in the draft room, in the war room, and say that Andy Dalton is the answer. And there's some great guys in the second round. Uh, Tom Pelissero earlier today said even up till this week, the Bears are still doing extensive work on David Mills, Kellen Mond, and Kyle Trask. Uh, and I like all those guys. Uh, but I don't know if you can sit there and say that one of those guys that could be a positive project in the NFL uh, is going to make it or break it for 2021 if it's not Andy Dalton. So me and Jalen both went quarterback in that first round. Uh, I think realistically they would have to trade up for one, uh, but it should be interesting to see what Chicago does tomorrow night. Uh, and, it, man, there's going to be a lot of people in the city happy, a lot of people in the city sad, depending on what happens. So In Chicago, you can't make anybody happy at the same time. Yeah. Uh, let's head into round two, pick 52. Uh, I obviously traded my second-round pick away uh, in order to get Trey Lance, but Parth and Jalen both stuck with it in the second round. Parth makes two picks in the second round. We'll get to his second one a little bit later on. Uh, but let's take a look at this second-round pick. Offensive tackle seems like a position that the Bears need to address this offseason. Parth and Jalen, you guys both made the same pick. Uh, a very solid pick as well. Someone who played with Trey Lance the last couple of years at North Dakota State. We've got Dylan Radoon's uh, offensive tackle out of North Dakota State. So either of you want to take it away, talk to me a little bit about this pick. Yeah, so uh, Radoon's uh, played left tackle for the Bisons. Um, he's he's, he's a, basically a plug-and-play starter. I think the Bears can start him at left, left tackle, you know, if uh, – if we drafted him, uh, it would obviously take over Charles Leno's role. Um, I don't know if the Bears would put Leno in a tackle or keep Fetty there or put Bars there or have no idea what direction they want to go. But I think, you know, Dylan would take over that left tackle position as he's, uh, I think, a lot better. Um, his, his strength is actually the run game. Um, so that would help David Montgomery out, if anything. And we know the Bears are going to have to run the ball a lot next year. So uh, that would be a really good pick in that way, and uh, he just, he needs to gain a little bit more weight. Uh, I think he's a little bit slim. I think a little bit over, just a little bit over three hundred pounds. 
competition game a little bit, uh, it would definitely help out his frame. Um, he's going to be a monster if anything. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think this is a really solid pick. We saw David Montgomery get top five rushing yards in 2020 behind an offensive line that was probably still pretty putrid. They they held it together the last half of the season, I would say, after having some COVID issues and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I, I think this pick would be very solid for the Bears, uh, adding another good tackle that can come in and play. Uh, it's definitely a need that needs to be addressed some point. Uh, and if the Bears go quarterback in the first round and possibly don't have a second-round pick, uh, it could be pretty tricky to address that position. So um, Parth and Jalen both went over the Dunes in the second round. I think that's a very solid pick. Now things get very interesting. Uh, you saw me and Parth both – or me and Jalen, excuse me, both take quarterbacks uh, in the first round. Parth, you have to take one. But we've got a trade here. Uh, the Chicago Bears have received the 66th overall pick uh, from the New York Jets in exchange for 83, uh, which is the third round, and 208, uh, which is in the sixth round. Parth, take me through this what trade and uh, take me why you think. Uh, tell me why you think this trade up and this pick uh, makes sense for Chicago. Um, well, uh, we needed the quarterback, obviously, since I haven't taken one yet. And Kellen Mond, in my opinion, was the best option available. I think uh, Mills from Sanford was still available. Um, but I'd rather have Mond personally. I think Mond has a lot more upside. Uh, a quick release. Um, throw the ball. He can throw the ball in tight windows. Uh, he can also move around in the pocket really well too. So uh, that's something that's underrated of his. Game. He also beat all of Johnny Manziel's stats. I think in the, the four years he was there at Texas A&M uh, in 2020, he completed 282 yards for 19 touchdowns. And for only three interceptions, so you know he doesn't turn the ball over a lot, and he also has a is productive in the run game. Like I said, um, I think this, and he also uh, played pretty well in the Senior Bowl. So I think this would be a pretty good pick for the Bears. Uh, he, I, I don't see him starting and starting uh, right in the start of the season, but if uh, Andy Dalton does start off pretty bad, I could see Mon coming in or on the day. Yeah, that's a solid pick. The only worry there for me, as I said earlier, he's, he's someone who could be a positive project but isn't going to guarantee get you production right when he steps on the field like someone like a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields could. Um, so that's a little interesting. Let's head into the third round. Still a great group of players as we head down this board. I'm going to go first with my pick. Brady Christensen, offensive tackle out of BYU. I think Christensen could be one of the better picks in the entirety of this draft. I think he's really being slept on. He's someone who's really agile, has great movement skills, uh, does a good job handling edge defenders, uh, and is someone who would fit perfectly schematically in an offense that implores power running scheme. And we've wanted the Bears to give David Montgomery the ball a lot more throughout history. He's also someone who can be a swing offensive tackle. You can put him at right or left. Uh, and I think he's going to be a very good player in the NFL wherever he ends up. So Brady Christensen, offensive tackle out of BYU here was a no-brainer for me. Uh, I obviously went quarterback in the first round, hadn't picked anything since then. But I think this would provide great value at pick 83 for the Bears uh, as an offensive tackle. Jalen. You know, we see a little bit of a discrepancy at safety for the Bears. They did bring back Deshaun Gibson on a one-year deal. You'd have to imagine he isn't going to be around forever. Deion Bush, someone who once again is waiting his shot. And then you've got Eddie Jackson and DHC as well. But adding some depth there wouldn't be a terrible idea. Parth, it's a name you're going to recognize. Uh, but talk to me a little bit about Jamar Johnson out of Indiana. Also, I, I probably, you know, could have traded back into, you know, the third round and get him, uh, you know, possibly, you know, like uh, complimentary or complimentary picks. 
uh, traded back there to take to take a safety. But like you said, um, <laughs> Eddie Jackson has not had a, a you know a consistent running mate you know since Adrian Amos left uh, what three years ago at this point. Uh, ha Clint Dix that you know had had a decent season with us, but obviously that didn't work because we had Eddie Jackson out of position. Uh, this season, to Sean Gibson was you know solid for you know what he was here for. He was on a one year veterans minimum deal, and I think he let us uh, let the team in interceptions, but. Uh, like you said, he's out there in age, and we gave him another one-year contract, so we don't know how long he's going to be around. And um, So I, I took Jamar Johnson, you know, obviously, you know, like you said, a, a name Parth is, is going to re- recognize. He was, uh, you know, you know, um, a, de- a, a very good player on that, a very good Indiana defense. Uh, he was able to get uh, t- uh, two interceptions on hopefully a future Bears quarterback in uh, Justin Fields in, 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 uh, in, the, in the game that they played them. So uh, yeah, just a just a very you know solid safety prospect that can come in and you know play alongside AJ Jackson. Yeah, let's head into the fourth round. I, fourth fourth round one sixty four. No, we hit no fifth. That's no fifth, 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 fifth. Well, <clears throat> you know, taking a look at the later rounds, this is where Ryan Pace has hit on a lot of players in the past. Someone I've talked about that I would still love the Bears to pick uh, is Amir Smith Marset out of Iowa, but another great Big Ten receiver that I think would provide great value down here. Parth, once again, you're going to be happy. It's Watt Fillier out of Indiana. Uh, he's someone who is pretty small. He's 5'11", only 181 pounds. But I, I think he's got a very good NFL comparison. His NFL comparison is Kiki Cutie. And taking a look at someone who could possibly replace Miller, I think there would be a, a – if I could bring in a player like QT to end up replacing him, I think that would be a solid replacement. Uh, he's someone who plays in the slot, similar from Miller. He's got huge burst, similar to Darnell Mooney. Uh, he plays larger and tougher than his size. He can also play as a returner or a running back, as he did for the Hoosiers uh, last year. He's had a little bit of health issues. He's gotten dominated at the catch point throughout time um, and gives away his angles and cuts. But you know what? I think this would be a solid pick here at 164. He's got great football IQ. He protects the ball, uh, and he can do a little bit of everything. So someone that Matt Nagy could bring in and get some very solid production out of. Parth, I'm sure that's a pick that probably yeah, makes I you happy. That. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Matt Nagy could do so many things with him. Obviously, we are in need of a returner right now, so he could uh, he could take over that position. Um, he can run out of the backfield, like you said, and uh, he can create a lot of space, and him and Darnell Moody on the same side could be a problem for a lot of defenses. I'll say that for sure. Absolutely. The only thing that does worry me a little bit about that is if he's healthy, the Bears did just bring in Marquise Godwin, uh, who's another speedy guy with a little bit of health issues in the past. And we'll see how that plays out as well, because we haven't really talked about that in the podcast. But I think that's an interesting uh, addition for Chicago as well. But Parth, let's head into your next pick in the fifth round. You continue to load up on the offensive line. Uh, So talk about another Big Ten player here. Yeah, uh, staying with the Big Ten, I take Kendrick Green out of Illinois. Um, he's born and raised in uh, Illinois, and he's from Peoria, so he's coming home to the Chicago Bears. Um, you know, he was a three-year starter with uh, Illinois, uh, fighting Illini. Um, he, he's played guard and center, so he offers experience at both positions. And you know, the Bears always get plagued with injuries at offensive line. I feel like, or some poor play um, from someone or some guys at that position. So. If something happened, uh, Kendrick Green can come out and play some pretty good offense line for us. Uh, he definitely has starter potential. I, I see him becoming a starter next year, um, at the, at the, I think, at the farthest if we drafted him. Uh, he's got a lot of strengths. He's really good at uh, getting off the line. Um, he can create some uh, impressive contact. Uh, you know, he forces the guys off the line pretty fast. And he's also another good run blocker. I feel like we need to do anything 
everything for David Montgomery um, and beef up that support for him because if that quarterback play isn't as great, um, we definitely need to run that ball 20 to 25 times a game. So. All right. Welp, uh, you know, I, I talked earlier about how me and Jalen later on in this draft were both going to go with some sneaky wide receiver picks that were very underrated players. Uh, so I obviously went with Watt Fillier, but Jalen, talk to me a little bit about Jalen. Jalen, it might be actually Jalen. It's spelt a little differently, but uh, Jalen Darden uh, out of North Texas. Yeah, so uh, I've I've been a, I've been a fan of uh, like you said. I don't know if it's Jalen or Jalen because I know a lot of people who spell it like that and it's Jalen, but I also know a lot of people spell it like that and it's Jalen. So for right now, I'm gonna just say Jalen because that's my name. Um, you know, probably one of my favorite. You know, you know, diamond in the rough type prospects. Uh, he's also you know very small stature. He's five eight five nine. 175 pounds on uh, soaking wet, uh, but he's he's very fast, um, very quick, and you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Elusive. Uh, if you if you can get him the ball in open space, it's highly doubt you know corners are going to be able to catch up to him. Uh, he's the all time leading receiving yard. He's the all time leading receiving yard leader in uh, North Texas uh, history. Uh, we. Um, we need we need talent uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, he, he can play in the slot, like you said. He, he's he's very short. He's also good friends with, with Darnell Mooney. So, if we can, you know, uh, bring him in, you know, at the fifth round draft pick, we seen with our last fifth round draft pick was able to do in and Darnell Mooney come in and basically become our, our second round receiver over Anthony Miller, who, who we traded up to take in a, uh, in the second round. Um, you know, I definitely if we, if we this can be like our Tyreek Hill. We I know we said last year. Darnell could be like a Tyreek Hill, but, you know, Darnell's a little bigger than uh, Tyreek Hill is. But this is a, definitely more of a comparable uh, type player to, to Tyreek Hill in this Mad Nagy's offense where you're getting a, a small, elusive guy that, you know, can play a lot of positions, can play out the slot. He can he can probably play out the outside, uh, definitely play on special teams as well, uh, like another gadget guy uh, on, on that offense for whoever our quarterback is uh, at the start of the season. Yeah, and that's really interesting that you bring that up um, because – you and I both went with similar wide receivers in this round. Um, players who uh, are gadget players who can play quickly out of the slot. Uh, and kind of both Anthony Miller replacements, if you look at it uh, at a certain perspective. Um, so Parse Wi-Fi went out, so he will not be here for the rest of the video, but we'll still uh, recap his picks. But let's head into, I believe, the sixth round now. Uh, yeah, yeah, six. uh, the Bears have a lot of picks in this round, four picks overall in this round. And this is another one that I absolutely love, that I was able to snag late, that I actually think could make an impact on this team. Uh, Jacoby Stevens, safety out of LSU. We talked about the safety situation earlier. In 2020, Stevens had 63 tackles, six tackles for a loss, three sacks, four pass breakups, three forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery. A little bit of weird stats for a safety. He's not really the type of coverage safety that you would expect. Someone like an A.D. Jackson, his NFL comparison is actually Malcolm Jenkins. He excels at playing in the box. Uh, he was used almost as a linebacker at LSU with the Tigers last year, and even took some snaps against Mississippi State as a lineman. Um, so he's someone that could bring in, uh, the Bears could bring in, allow Eddie Jackson to do his thing uh, playing deep. Uh, Stevens was actually someone who had a lot of first-round hype on him before uh, struggling a little bit last year, but I think he's someone who could come in, develop a little bit, assuming Eddie Jackson is going to be here, get some action down the road, and let Eddie Jackson do his thing roaming around as the free safety. So the pick totally makes sense to me. Parth also went uh, with a box safety in Jamie and Sherwood out of Auburn. 
Jalen, you went a little bit different here. Uh, obviously, we don't know the future in Chicago for guys uh, like Akeem Hicks. Uh, among that defensive front, the Bears have been great at producing uh, defensive linemen, edge rushers, uh, great stuff like that uh, throughout time. And Jay Rogers is gone, but I'm still confident with the guys they have there, Bilal Nichols, Eddie Goldman, Akeem Hicks, uh, that they'll be able to continue doing that. So talk to me a little bit about your first six-round pick here, uh, Jonathan Marshall. And it doesn't have to be a ton. We're in the sixth round now. <laughs> Oh, you're muted, my friend. Bro, why is why does my mic keep getting muted? Uh, my fault about that. But I want Jonathan Marshall out of uh, out of Arkansas. Like you said, you know, obviously Akeem is one of been one of the most consistent uh, players on on the whole team in general for the last uh, four or five years. Uh, definitely, you know, thankful for a lot a lot of stuff he's he's did, especially when the team was bad, and finally get that recognition when he earned uh, you know his Pro Bowl nod uh, back in 2018. But like you say, he's getting up there in age. Uh, hasn't been able to stay healthy the, the last two seasons, um, and he's also I think this is last year of his deal, uh, if I'm if I'm correct. Um, but you know this is not a person that's gonna instantly replace you know Akeem Hicks' uh, production, who's been a very great pass rusher, very great nose uh, nose stuffer, uh, run stuffer, excuse me, uh, as well as uh, uh, on that on that front seven. But just some depth, uh, just some depth. Uh, like I said before. Um, it's never, never too bad to have a lot on the front seven day, uh, to come in and be a rotational type piece. He's not a very good uh, uh, sacker. He only had one and a half sacks in his whole college career, but definitely a, a great, great nose star. Uh, I keep saying nose, bro. Great run stuffer uh, on, on that front seven. Yeah, uh, and speaking of which, I've got a defensive lineman as well. At 208, Jonathan Cooper uh, out of Ohio State. You know, it might just be Ohio State, guys. Uh, that are intriguing to me, but he's got a muscular frame and an NFL body, has the physical traits that could generate a strong power rusher in the NFL, and that's intriguing to me, someone who could sit behind Khalil Mack for a little bit. Uh, the issue is he lacked uh, really providing uh, a lot of production at Ohio State, wasn't able to do much. So that's a tough one as well. Um, Jalen, I don't know if you really want to talk about it, but if you would like to talk about uh, your 208, talk to me a little bit about Zach McPherson. Uh, just so just a corner, some corner that we obviously, yeah. yeah, we we let go of uh, we let go of Kyle Fuller, which was a hard move to make, and you know we have Desmond Trufant, Jalen Johnson is probably going to be that number one as well as Kendall Vildor, uh, Duke Shelley, and um, some some other. I, I think we brought also back Art, Artie Burns back, but this is a six round draft pick. You know, probably a, a, another development type piece. You you're not even guaranteed he makes the roster, especially with all the you know the cornerback. Uh, pieces we have right now, but you know, just just some depth. Yeah, uh, a solid pick right there. I've got one more pick I want to talk about, and it's my two twenty one. And this was an absolute snag this late. I got Alaric Jackson, offensive tackle out of Iowa. You know me; I'm biased towards my Iowa, Iowa players. <laughs> but one thing I do know, and one thing that no one can deny, is that Iowa consistently produces some of the best offensive linemen in the NFL. Uh, Jackson is a long tenured starting tackle for one of the best offensive lines in college football, uh, a college football factory for offensive linemen. Uh, and I do believe that he has the baseline traits to be a solid NFL offensive lineman, whether that be a backup or one day a starter. He has bright flashes on vertical releases and is good at downfield blocking in the run game. Uh, so that's definitely uh, a pickup that would be great at 221. Just going to quickly run through the rest of these picks because they don't matter a ton. Uh, Parth at 221, 
went with Cole Van Lannan, offensive tackle out of Wisconsin, Jalen Wentz, Drew Dahlman, center out of Stanford, and then with our last picks, uh, we went Robert Jones, offensive guard, Middle Tennessee, Christian Uphoff, safety out of Illinois State, and finally Jalen's last pick, good pick, very good value here because I obviously watch the Hawkeyes all the time, uh, Chauncey Golston, edge out of Iowa. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning into our final mock draft, definitely our best mock draft all around, I think. I, think uh, first. I don't think I did a mock draft this year. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think I did the first two with Zach, the third one with Parth, and then you. But, hey, a good time to hop on. Uh, and we're just 24 hours away outside of the NFL draft. So if you guys want Bears content every day of the week and continuous coverage of this NFL draft as it spans over the weekend, wherever you are listening right now, do us a favor and subscribe. And if you're on YouTube as well, do us a favor, drop a like and also drop a comment down in the comments what you want the Bears to do tomorrow night with that first-round pick. Should be really interesting to see where they go, and hopefully Ryan Pace can hit on some of those late-rounders as well. If you want more content from us, head over to our website, BearedDown.com. We're posting columns, articles, and blogs, prepping you guys for the NFL Draft tomorrow night. There's a ton of great people that work hard behind the scenes for us, so be sure to go check out our website if you've got some time and see some more of our content. If you would like to find the podcast on social media, you can find it on Instagram and Twitter at Baird Down. That's where you can see previews of special guests we're having on, enter our giveaways that we try and do a couple of times a year, and also give us advice on what you want to see because we definitely want to be posting podcasts, episodes of Uncut, and content that you guys want to see. And finally, you can find the links to all of our social media pages down in the description. Myself, as well as Jalen and Parth, our Instagram and Twitter pages. Be sure to check us out. Give us a follow. You can see our thoughts on the entirety of the National Football League, as well as Chicago sports. Just another great way to interact with us. Jalen, we've got one more video coming out. Uh, probably going to be our draft special before the live stream tomorrow night. But things are really accelerating here. Before we know it, we're going to be in the summer. The Bears are going to have... Uh, seven or eight new players on the roster in training camp, and we're not sure who those guys are going to be, but they can surely make it or break it for how the 2021 season goes. Uh, any last words before we head into this thing? Uh, this is going to be the last time, probably last time, that you see me in this room. Uh, I moved on Saturday, so uh, probably going to miss you know most of the, the, the day three, but I can probably watch it on my phone or something. So um, after this, I'm about to go pack. And, uh, yeah, can't wait for the draft. I'm going to watch the Bulls and some socks. So that's about it. I'm sure you're as stressful as anyone could be right now just with everything going on. Moving socks, bro. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, and I have to move in and out of college, and I hate that. But I haven't had to move from house to house since I was in third grade. Um, so a long time ago. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure Ryan Pace could make your life uh, a lot more stressful depending on what happens tomorrow or a lot better depending on what happens tomorrow. So we shall see. The pick is almost in for the Chicago Bears. We're 24 hours away. Guys, once again, thank you so much for the support. Continue to show us the support. We're going to continue to get videos out for you guys. It's been a pleasure to be your host. Once again, my name is Chris Malpe. And Bears fans, be patient. The Bears are on the clock officially. And as always, do us a favor and stay safe and bear down. We'll see you guys tomorrow, 2021 NFL Draft live stream, and that's pretty much it for us, guys. We'll see you then. Peace out.